Yeah, my, my New Year's resolution was to stay the most healthy I could in 2022. And as you can probably hear, I'm already losing my voice. Uh, so this is not going well. I've already failed in one day. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I woke up this morning uh, prepared to preach you a sermon and then my voice is starting to go out. So, but it's okay. God has a word to speak and it's gonna be spoken this morning. Uh, once again, my name is Colby. I have the privilege of being the uh, residential pastor here at New Day. Um, basically what that is, is I just help uh, lead with John and James and basically planning out what the future of New Day looks like uh, as we go into being a multi-site church and as we continue to expand and reach people with the gospel in the Houston areas. But I hope that you came in today feeling a little rejuvenated, uh, if not just slightly. I know some people are like, when they spend time with family, it drains them. Uh, but I, I pray that you came in a little rejuvenated coming in this year. You probably had some time off work, which is great. Um, but if you did not, that is okay, because I believe this morning's sermon is going to bring maybe some life and some energy into your life. At least that's what I hope that it does. So now that we got that out of the way, let's get to the nitty gritty of it. Who's a little on edge going into 2022? You're like, you just had to be the one to say it in service, right? We have to, it's January 2nd. We have to talk about going into 2022. I hate to think about it because I remember back in 2018 asking God, God do something amazing. And in 2019, I got here to New Day and everything was great. And we were planning to launch a church. Going into 2020, I was like, God's gonna do even better things. Well, we know how that year went. And then going into 2021, then we understand like what that is going into. And we thought, hey, it's gonna get better, right? Wrong, it didn't get better. But now we go into 2022. And if I'm honest with you, I remember a time whenever I was a kid, I was around 11 years old and I went to Six Flags, RIP Six Flags, I miss it. And uh, my dad used to bring me and my dad never rode the rides. He just made me go up the entrance by, you know, my dad's an awesome dad, right? So he brings me, he's like, just go ride the ride. And, uh, and I didn't want to ride the rides. I'm not an extreme sport person. I don't do skateboards. I don't put my life at risk. I don't ride motorcycles. It's just not me. I don't like putting my life at risk. I don't know why people want to do that. So roller coasters are part of that extremeness in me that I don't want to be a part of. And so when I went to Six Flags, my dad was like, hey, you got to make your money worthwhile because you can't just ride the teapots all day long. You're 11. You got to get on the roller coaster. And so I get on this roller coaster and it's crazy and I'm scared to death because it has a backflip, loop-de-loop, and I finish up. And this was not a busy day at Six Flags, so there was no line to get on the ride anymore. Well, when I pulled up, the lock bar that was holding me in was staying locked. It would not come up. And I was so scared, I could not speak. I was trying to tell the guy that was running the ride, hey, it's stuck. Like, I, I don't want to keep riding the ride. Can I please get off? But I couldn't find the words to speak. So the guy's like, he's an amazing worker. He's like, hey, you want to ride the ride again? Cool. So presses the button. I just go for another ride. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and I can't help but feel that 2020 and 2021 has been that way for us. Right, we're on a roller coaster, we're done. We're like, okay, this is enough. I wanna get off, I wanna do something else in my life. And then they press the button and we're just on this never ending ride. I know you felt this way. So I hope today that you see something new, something new. I want you to really think about that word new. 
a newness that God can only breathe into your life, a newness that only God, the Almighty, is capable of doing in your life, right? New Year's isn't just a time for New Year's resolutions, but it's a time for new revelations. God's gonna do something new in our lives, but we have to stay focused on what God wants to do for us in 2022, and I believe he wants to do something new. So my sermon title for you today is just simply something new. That's it. And if you don't mind, just flipping with me to Isaiah chapter 43. We're going to be in verses 16 through 21. Let me give you a moment to uh, get to that. I'm going to be drinking a lot of water this morning. I'm just giving you a forewarning. Uh, Isaiah is probably one of my favorite books of the Bible, too. So this was a real joy uh, being able to preach this to you guys. If you don't have your Bible, it's okay. We should have the words on the screen behind me. Uh, It says in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 16 through 21, it says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, Army and warrior, they lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the old things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can I repeat that for you this morning? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I've formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. God bless the reading of his word this morning. Uh, I want you, if you are a highlighter in your Bible, I really want you to highlight verses 18 and 19. Those will be the two verses that we're gonna sit on this morning because literally, like, I can preach probably about four hours worth of just these two verses, and they're so important. So we're gonna be sitting here for a long time. I'm gonna just say it one more time uh, for 18 and 19 so we have that fresh on our minds as I keep going. It says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Forget the old things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. What this is telling us is that God will not begin to do a new thing until he stops doing the old thing. He will not begin a new work until the old work is done. I think a great example of this, Jesus puts it in the book of Matthew. He says, we will not put new wine into old wineskins. And you're like, what does that mean? Well, I'm gonna explain it to you. So new wine had to be stored back in the day in biblical ancient times. And so how they would store it is they would store it in animal skins. I know, I'm looking at your faces. It's a little disgusting, right? But that's what they did. That's how they preserved it. And I never see a verse that they complain about the wine. So I'm just gonna, you know, roll with it. Whatever, they wanna put it in the old, you know, the animal skins. Well, the reason they do this is because wine expands, it moves. So when it's stored, it's moving, it's expanding. And so if you know anything about leather, when you get fresh new leather, leather expands, right? If you have leather shoes, they're going to form to your foot. If you have leather wallets, they're going to form to the cards and money that you put in there. That's what it does. 
So when you put new wine in, it expands, and the animal skins, the new wine skins, would expand with it. And after you were done, you would chunk those old wine skins. The reason being is because you cannot put new wine into old wine skins because if you put new wine in there, it's going to expand, and the old wine skins have already expanded to its maximum capacity. And so if you did that, it would tear at the seams and you would ruin the old wineskins and you would ruin the new wine. RIP the wine, right? We don't want the wine to go bad. John and James are like, what is going on today? <laughs> is it fair to say that maybe in our lives we've been putting new wine and old wineskins lately? At least for the last few years. A good example of us doing this is how we continue to keep our focus behind us, right? We wanna ask God to do something new in our lives, but yet when we're walking, we're looking backwards at what he's doing. And so he's trying to do something new in front of you, but yet you're not looking at what he's trying to do. You're still dwelling behind you in the past. If you want God to breathe something new in your life, you have to be able to change your focus from the past to the present. A great example, Paul talks about this in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. I'm going to just read this to you. It's a powerful word. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul, who's one of the most spiritually mature people, one that we probably dream of being spiritually mature as, a man who has so many victories under his belt in ministry because God used them for great things. And he's saying, even these great things that were behind me, I don't look backwards. I press forward to the prize and what God is doing in my life. God is wanting to do something new. And he said, I'm not gonna look back because the newness is, lies before me. So saying all of that, I wanna give you three important points this morning. And I really encourage you, if you're taking notes, to write these three things down because I believe it will give you an encouragement as you go into the new year. Number one, you cannot depend on past victories to sustain you. In Isaiah 43, God is using the Isaiah to prophesy to the new Jerusalem, to new, the new Israel. And if you know, the Israelites had a lot of past victories. Like God has freed them from the wrath and slavery that was happening in Egypt by Pharaoh. God helps Israel conquer the land of Canaan. God helps Israel fight off a prospective conqueror who is trying to take over the Israelites. And he even helped them survive a split in their country. He's given them so many victories. But yet the Israelites were once again turning their backs on God. Once again. And you're like, why? How can someone who is only in the position that they are in now is because of God's victories in their life? It's because they were just sitting dwelling on the past victories. There were still battles to be won. There were still things to do, and they turned their back on God. 
I remember when I was in college, my freshman year, uh, when I first started, I was like, man, I'm gonna be a great student. And so I'm gonna make all these flashcards and do all this crazy stuff. And I remember four weeks in, I literally studied so hard for a test. I've never studied harder for any test in my life. I just really wanted to start off college doing really well. And I probably had a thousand flashcards. I didn't go spend time with my friends because I was so busy studying. And I just prayed to God, I was like, please allow me to pass this test. Like I just wanna do good in college. And so I go to the test and I ace it. I do a fantastic job. I studied hard, I made a good grade, awesome. Well, the next morning, uh, or the next week on Monday morning, I was like, you know what? I don't really wanna go to class, right? Because I made an A on my test. I deserve like an off day. I didn't get to spend time with my friends, so I'm gonna sleep in and do what I wanna do. And then Wednesday came around and I had to go back to class again. And I think I was feeling a little sick, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna skip class. And you know what? I'm not gonna go to class till next week. I'm gonna take the whole week off because I deserve it because of that A that I made. And I don't have to worry about that. Well, the next Monday it gets there and I look at my grade online and it's a C. And I'm like, how the heck do I have a C? I made an A on this test. Well, that Monday there was a homework passed out in class. And that Friday there was a pop quiz that I wasn't there. So I made a zero on it. And the professor knew that a lot of freshmen in college, after the first exam, they skip basically the next couple classes. So she did this on purpose, but it's okay. You know, I deserve this. But when I think about that, it's a lot of times what we do in our lives, right? We're working hard. God's doing something in our lives. We finally succeed or the blessing comes to us. And then we're like, we're good. We're good. We're gonna go and cruise control with life now. But if you know anything about life, you know that's not how it works. You're gonna wake up and there's another problem and there's something else that's going to happen in the world that you need God to win the victory for. The question in your life should not be, what has God done? But what is God doing right now? What is God doing in your life right now? What is God doing in your life to prepare you for 2022 right now? So number one, you cannot rely on your past victories to sustain you forever. Number two, you cannot allow your past to possess you. Ever, anyone ever heard of nostalgia? You love nostalgia? Anyone love thinking about the music back in the day, right? It was way better than it is nowadays, right? Thinking about all the glorious time. Remember back in 2018 when church was just so great? Did you know that nostalgia was considered a psychological disorder from 1688 to the mid-1850s? Wikipedia told me. <laughs> I'm joking. You can do the research. It was a psychological disorder, something that we probably all live in, nostalgia, right? It's something great about thinking about the past and how good it was. But yet for almost 2,000 years, it was considered a psychological disorder, but hey, I'm a nostalgia guy, right? I remember CDs, they were great. I didn't grow up in the tape days. So when I grew up, CDs were the first thing. And I downloaded so many songs and I put so many viruses on my parents' computer, but I had so many CDs, I had unlimited music to listen to. LimeWire was awesome. <laughs> CDs were amazing, except when they got scratched and basically became useless. CDs were amazing, except whenever sometimes you hit a bump and the CD player lasers too hard and ruins the CD and you no longer can use it. 
CDs were amazing, except when I was on the school bus and they hit a bump and then it would mess up the whole thing and I would go back and then I have to do the fast forward thing. It was not simple, it was not easy, and it was very frustrating. CDs and that music were amazing, except the headphones sucked, right? They didn't have noise canceling headphones today. Those, those headphones hurt your ears. The listening experience was not there, although the music may have been better. The problem with nostalgia is that over time, it can cause us to be blind and fluff up the past. Remember when the Israelites were freed from Egypt, but yet a few chapters later in Exodus 16.3, one of the Israelites said, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death, right? He's saying, I would have rather been a slave and have my belly full than to be free and out here in the wilderness, right? He was Photoshopping his past, making it better than what it was. It was not fun to be a slave. It was not fun to be whipped and be worked to death and you didn't have great living. But yet, because he was having food and in this certain circumstance, he believed being a slave was better than being free in the wilderness, We tend to Photoshop the past that we continue to live in. Living in our past can cause us to lust after a season that has already came and gone. And we are so busy living in nostalgia the way church used to be back in 2018, back in 2019 when we launched New Day. We're so stuck and they remember how amazing that was. We miss the blessings of newness God has for us in the presence. It's not a fun year, but God's doing some amazing work. He's doing some amazing things. Live streaming, people watching online. The music, being able to do some updates and some renovations that were needed. There's some blessings, giving out food and toilet paper when that was like a thing. Helping the community out. Those are all things that came that gave God glory, even in a year that we didn't really like very much. I have this quote for you. I don't know who said it, so you can look it up, but I have it back here for you. I think it's amazing. It says, few things threaten the joy of today like the joys of yesterday. We cannot allow our former blessings of our lives decay our present gratitude to God. We cannot allow the past and living in the past to blind us from what God is doing in our lives right now. Nostalgia is a very exquisite thing, but it's a very menacing thing to live in. And so I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but we have more chapters to live. We have more chapters to do. There's still more work to do here at New Day. There's still more work to do in the world. Jesus is not finished. God is not finished. He's not done with you. I don't care how old you are or how old, young you are. God is not done using you for his glory. And I hope in 2022, we get in the mindset that we're gonna turn the page. We're gonna go in this next chapter and God's gonna do something amazing in my life. So number two, you cannot allow your past to possess you. You have to be looking forward to the present gratitude 
towards God and what he's doing in your life now. Number three, you cannot live on yesterday's faith. New challenges needs a new faith. A new year needs a new vision. It's why we have Vision Sundays. New circumstances needs a new revelation. God has to do something in this new circumstance that I'm going through. Remember, the Israelites have seen the Passover. They had faith in God and they put the blood on the doorpost. They had faith in God that he was gonna part the Red Sea. The Israelites had faith in God. But the problem was, is that the faith that they had then was not gonna be the faith that was gonna get them through the present situation that they were going to go through. But now in this new season, they needed a new faith, a stronger faith. They needed a faith that was bigger, a prayer that was bigger, a vision that was bigger, a vision that only God can do. When we only believe that God can accomplish what he's already done, we basically put a limitless God in a box. We have to know that God can do anything not just what he's already accomplished, but he can accomplish so much more in our life in 2022. When I think about not being able to live on yesterday's faith, I think of our good friend Halsey. If you're new, if you don't know, our lead pastor's wife um, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, and so they're on leave right now and we're praying for them. And I know she's probably watching right now and she doesn't want me to speak on this because she wants God to get all the glory. But God's gonna get the glory through her and he's doing a work here. But I've sat and listened to every post, every story. I've talked to her. I've seen the videos they've posted online. And what I love is that this new challenge that was happening in her life, a new circumstance, a new terrain, a new wilderness that she is going through, she did not allow it to crumble her faith but to bring her faith to a new height. She understands that the faith that she had two years ago is not gonna be the same faith that's gonna get in through this circumstance now. It has to get bigger. Her prayer has to get bigger. Our prayer has to get bigger. And I wonder what it would look like if every single person in this room had a mindset that in 2022, my faith is gonna get bigger. My vision that God is gonna give me into my life is gonna get bigger. My prayer life is gonna get so much better. What would it look like and what would God do in 2022 with a group of people that had that mindset? So as we draw to a close this morning, I want you to remember those three important things Number one, that you cannot depend on past victories to sustain you. Number two, that you cannot allow the past to possess you. And number three, you cannot live just on yesterday's faith. And the reason I want you to know these things is because if I'm honest, I don't know what 2022 is gonna bring. I don't know. But what I do know is that whatever's next is better because God's gonna be there. What if we all had that mindset when we walked into 20, whatever's next is better. Whatever we're gonna go through next is so much better because God has a plan for our life and whatever he wants to do, it's gonna be so much better than what I want him to do. 
And as we see the new year come, it will bring new terrain. It will bring new deserts. It will bring a new wilderness. But what I love about this verse is that God promises that I will bring you water in your desert. I will provide what you need to survive. I will make a river in the wilderness. I will make a river in the desert, something that the desert, it it cannot, water cannot survive in the desert, but yet God says, I can place it there for you. So I don't know who God sent me to speak to this morning, but I want you to know that the best is not behind you. The best has not left you. God is doing something new right now. God is doing something new today. He's gonna do something new this year. And you don't need to know the how, you just need to know the who. God, I don't need to know how you're gonna do it in my life, but I know I got you and that's all that matters. Whatever is next is better. What I wanna ask everyone as they leave today is to ask yourself and say this to yourself, God, I am going to see you do it. I'm going to witness what you're gonna do in my life, but how you do it is up to you. I'm holding on to nothing. We're just saying it, nothing I hold on to. We hold on to nothing. Stop holding on to 2021 and the pain and the suffering that it's brought. We don't hold on to anything. We give it all to Jesus. So as we get prepared to pray and respond and worship, I just wanna read a verse for you. It comes out of Isaiah 42.10. This is before our text today. And leading up and preparing for a new thing, he was going to do a new work. It says, sing to the Lord a new song. His praise from the end of the earth. Will you do that this morning? As we, as we respond, will you sing a new song? Because you know that God is going to do a new work in the new year. Will you pray with me?